Hi, everyone, and welcome to Focus Forward, an executive function podcast where we explore the challenges and celebrate the wins you'll experience as you change your life through working on improving your executive function skills. I'm your host, Hannah Choi. Before I dive into this episode, I wanted to share a correction from our last episode. I mistakenly said that I had an appointment with a psychiatrist. Jan, who I interviewed, caught this when she listened to the episode and helped me realize that I actually have an appointment with a licensed professional clinician who, in Connecticut anyway, is qualified to evaluate people for ADHD. I don't know about you, but I find all of these titles quite confusing, but I am so glad I get to learn all about this and share it with you. Anyway, I wanted to share again what Jan taught me, that psychiatrists are great for testing people with more complex brain issues and people with master's levels degrees who are qualified can diagnose ADHD even without a full neuropsych exam. I'm still going to pursue the test because, you know me, brain nerd, I'm super curious to learn more about how my own brain works, but please know that you absolutely don't have to do the same to get the help you need. Okay, so it is still ADHD Awareness Month, and I've got some exciting news to share. I will be attending the upcoming 2023 Annual International Conference on ADHD in Baltimore at the end of November. I am headed there with three of my wise colleagues, Sean Potts, Justice Abbott, and Wendy Craven. We'll have a Beyond Booksmart table in the exhibit hall, and we'll also be learning from some of the presenters who will be sharing their knowledge, and experience with attendees. If you want to find out more about the conference, check out the show notes. There's a link down there. And besides being all about ADHD, this conference has a special connection to today's guest. We are back with another ADHD-themed episode for this month of ADHD Awareness. At the end of the summer, I had the absolute pleasure of being a guest on the ADHD Rewired podcast. It is hosted by the very funny and very smart Eric Tivers. We talked about finding success in college when you struggle with executive functioning skills. And when we spoke, not only did Eric convince me that I had to go to the ADHD conference. Okay, wait a second. Convince is way too strong of a verb. He just kind of mentioned it with enthusiasm, and of course, I was totally sold. So let's try that again. Not only did Eric inspire me to go to the conference, but he also shared that he'll be presenting at it on the topic of technology. Bonus! Okay, so back to the meat of this episode. I invited Eric to join me on Focus Forward, and we talked about the common feelings of shame experienced by individuals with ADHD. We also explored the benefits of finding connection and support within the ADHD community. So keep listening to hear Eric share about the coaching groups and the adult study halls he offers to provide that essential support and community. We discuss some aspects of living a strategy-based life and take a little detour to talk about tennis and pickleball school. You know, classic ADHD tangent. And stick around to the end of our conversation to learn more about how to get in touch with Eric and about the high quality services that he and his coaches provide. I really encourage you to check out the good work that he and his team are doing. You can also find links to his website in the show notes. Because of some timing and our Focus Forward hiatus, this episode was actually recorded back in May of this year, coinciding with my official ADHD diagnosis. And despite the time that has passed, the insights do remain relevant. 
I am delighted that it is now October so we can share this conversation with you all. Okay, on to the show. So, hi everyone. I'm here today with Eric Tivers, who is the host of the ADHD Rewired podcast, and you do a lot of other stuff. So um, could you uh, introduce yourself and um, maybe share what you do and a short, a brief uh, explanation of how you even got to where you are today? (laughs) Sure. So, uh, well, thank you for, for having me on. Um, yeah. So yeah, my, my name is Eric Tivers. I host the ADHD Rewired podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, we, uh, I, you know, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Um, and I started ADHD Rewired back in 2014. Um, when it was, you know, I didn't even know what I was really going to be doing with it. Um, mm. It was sort of like, I, I know I have thoughts and ideas that I want to share. Um, I don't really like to write. It's a struggle for me. So like podcast and like when I was in grad school, I was really actually struggling with my, my ADHD and I discovered podcasts around then. And I discovered this old, like not even good quality podcast, but it was like raw and authentic. I'm like, oh, I want to do that one day. Like, and that kind of stuck with me for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, and then I eventually launched the, the podcast. Um, it first started as just a, a solo show. And then I sort of stumbled into an interview and I was like, oh, I like this way better. Cause it, you know, it's <laughs> as, you know, if, Trained as a therapist, like I'm just a curious conversationalist, I guess. And it was, I just really enjoyed uh, helping other people tell their story. Um, And then sort of through that, um, I, uh, I launched my first online coaching group and, and that wasn't even like a grand plan either. That was sort of a, I had this idea and it was, the idea came out of actually like I was in therapy at the time and I would like go to, I would try to get to my therapist's office like about 20 minutes early just so I can do the homework that I was supposed to be working on all week. Uh, right. <laughs> and I was like, this is silly. You know, it's like, I'm, I give my, my own clients this homework. And, right. and I was thinking, man, I wish there was something where I can just have like regular, like check-ins, kind of touch points, just to kind of keep me on track throughout my week. And so I started looking online for stuff. I'm like, there is nothing. nothing. Like, there, there is yeah. no one doing anything like that. So I created that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like the the fir- where it is now to where it was when I first, you know, the very first version of it. You know, they, I don't know if you ever heard the idea that if you were not kind of if you don't cringe at your like earliest stuff you put out there, like you waited too long to start. Um, right. I definitely cringe at the, some of the first stuff like we did. Like we didn't even have like a concrete schedule for the first season of coaching groups that we did. Like it was like every week, like all right, when can everyone meet? Like, like <laughs> okay. oh my god, like that's that yeah. sounds like an awful idea. But you um, know what I love? I love um, that that you you cannot wait for perfection to start. Just just yeah. start, and then yes. it will evolve into what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So you know, now here I am. You know, we're recording this on uh, on what is it, May fifth? Uh, oh, happy Cinco de Mayo. Um, yes, me too. And, you know, we're, I think I, we just released episode, I think 480 something, you know, and, you know, and I've, and I've experimented and I've done different iterations of stuff on the podcast and it's been super fun. Um, you know, and there's no way I would have been doing a podcast for almost uh, 10 years now if I didn't love what I'm doing. Right. That's amazing. And so these coaching groups, they just kind of, they almost took on a life of themselves. Like they, you know, they were feeling really fast. And then I started doing two coaching groups at a time. And then I started doing three coaching groups at a time. And then I was burning out a little bit. So I scaled back to two. I closed my my clinical practice to focus exclusively on the the coaching groups. Um, So we've had over a thousand people go through the program 
Um, we're on our uh, race, just started our registration for our summer uh, season, which will be our 33rd season. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank <laughs> that you. That is and, awesome. Yeah. And so we've been, we've been growing. Uh, I got a couple of coaches that work uh, with me and, um, you know, learning all the kind of the leadership stuff, which is it's way harder than I ever imagined it would be. Like, I think I got to figure it out. Then I'm like, no, no, nope. I don't. Still uh, more to learn. <laughs> so much. So it's, it is like, I'm, I'm feel like I'm going back for seconds and thirds of humble pie on a regular basis. You know, it's just like, yeah. I have a colleague who always says, um, always learning and growing. And I love that. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. yeah. You know, as, as soon as you think you, you know, everything, then that's where you get into trouble. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I love thinking about all the people um, in your that that you have encountered that are now um, probably so much more confident and so much more um, sure of their own abilities, uh, despite their executive function challenges, despite their ADHD. So congrats to you and um, everyone that works for you for creating that space for people. Well, I definitely didn't do it on, on my own. I mean, it's, I've had lots of lots of help, lots of other people who uh, do a lot of stuff sort of on the back end. And, yeah. you know, we have a, we have a very uh, active um, alumni community, too. And a lot of our we have. Um, and when I opened up the alumni community, it's because people kept like re-signing up for the group to do it again. Nice. And and so people were asking, was there anything else we could do after this? I'm like, ah, maybe. Uh, and so um, I don't know, it was maybe three or four years ago, we started this, uh, the alumni uh, community and it's been wonderful. We have a bunch of different uh, of our alumni who are leading peer-based sessions each week, um, really and cool. so it's it is really cool because it's like I tell people one of the best things I do for my own ADHD is this work because it, mm. it kind of makes me think about it all the time. I have to like I can't right. go into autopilot, right. and so I think a lot of other people feel that same way. It's like when they can sort of give back and be in some kind of leadership role, um, you know, in the community, it helps them stay on top of their own stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I find that as a coach, um, you know, just talking about it all the time with my clients and, um, you know, trying to think of new, like help them come up with new solutions for whatever challenge that they're dealing with. It, it That kind of thinking becomes a habit and then mm -hmm. you just kind of do it for yourself or, um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's uh, kind of when we have our, uh, we have an adult study hall. It's a co-working community, which, um, so that's, you know, that's another thing we have been working on. Um, so yeah, we got lots of lots of kind of uh, things in the fire, and and you know, experimenting with different things, and you know, it's one thing that is that is constant is that things are always changing. So yeah. Um, so something that yeah, you and I had talked about before we um, recorded was the idea of community, and I really think that that you are creating that community with the work that you're doing, and I just. Um, we just dropped an episode the other day. Um, I interviewed two social workers and their coach. Um, and we talked a lot about how important validation is and how important um, finding your flock is. And so I'm sure through that experience, you are creating that in, in a way for people. Yeah, you know, one of the things... Um... Because people always ask me, like, well, how do I know if I should do group or if I should do one-on-one? -on -one? And, you know, I, when I, I tell them I have a strong bias towards group um, because there is, you know, I, and I've done intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching with, with people. And, you know, I, I tell them, like, I'm kind of a sucker for, like, positive reinforcement. And when I see people doing, like, like profoundly better, to me, that's, yeah. like, my big shiny gold star, right? And, 
with group, there's there's just something that's you know it's funny because I'm, I'm a very science based person, mm-hmm. but like it's I think it's just magic what happens in group, right? Because it is you know we see ourselves in each other and we are so much more generous and compassionate towards, mm-hmm, others, towards others who are yeah. having the same struggles, mm-hmm. and then you know when we see that you kind know, of what they're doing and we're like oh my god they're, they're doing all these great things and yet they're being so hard on themselves, yeah. and then there's that recognition of like oh wait a minute. I'm being hard on myself. So, you, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. so it's sort of like you have these these mirrors that are reflecting you back to you, right? Except now there's no judgment being reflected. Yeah. And I think that that's is awesome. that's yeah. Like that's when you powerful. can have that, that me too is super, super powerful. Yeah. Um yeah, and I always tell people too, I'm like, I just want to be really clear before we uh there's any like um ideas that I have all my stuff together because I don't. <laughs> Right. Like, I am working on all the same stuff, too. I, I can be inconsistent. You know, it's like I do the planning and then I stop looking at the planning stuff. Right. And then I come back to it. And so really what I think what community has really done, one of the, the strengths of uh, of community is resilience. It is a mm. sort of a resilience incubator. Right? Mm, yeah because we're going to be inconsistent with adhd it's just you know it's and i'm not saying that like it's just is what it is you know but it's part of it's part of adhd the inconsistency so what we can do is skip the part when we've fallen off what we want to be doing we can skip the part of beating ourselves up and we can yeah. reach out for help it's like, hey, i'm struggling here yeah right when, yeah. We can, when we can say when we can speak the thing that we're instead of like being silence in silent and shame Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that that shame piece, it is it's yeah. significant. It is really significant. Um, and when you're in a community of people who get it because they also live it and, um, you know, you have non-judgmental support. Uh, it's it's really profound. You know, it's it's kind of like a rapid onion peeler. Right. Like People come in for <laughs> one. Like, I just want to get my, my planning and time management stuff figured out. And it's like, right. okay, like that's, okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Yeah. Um, but keep, keep an open mind because there's way like. You can't not deal with the shame stuff when you're doing planning and anything related to planning and time management when you have ADHD. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's not just the planning. It's not just the time management. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that's something that we talked about in that conversation was how tightly wrapped our executive function skills are with our emotions Mm. and how and how. The, the the context in which we were talking about it is how coaching sessions can can often sometimes feel like therapy and it's because you cannot you just can't separate that and so being able to like you said you have that mirror to reflect yourself back to yourself without that judgment is such a nice way of of dealing with those emotions um I'm not sure how to explain what I'm saying, and I'm sure you know what I mean, but uh, I just, I love that. I love that. Well, you know, executive it's executive functions are self, it's about self-regulation. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And, and when it comes you know, down to it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the self-regulatory yeah. stuff that we have intentions of doing and that impacts like the things we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I think like, like Russell Barkley talks about. Um, an executive function is any goal-oriented behavior that yeah. you sort of put out to the world and it comes back to you in some way. So it's like, yeah, yeah. even if it's like as simple as getting dressed, right? Like you, the intention is that you got to get up before you get dressed, right? And yeah. like, if, you, if you are successful with it, you get clothes on your body, right? Yep. That's so you, you funny. Know, That's the example I always use. Like really? you, have, you have some executive function skills because you're wearing clothes. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, or when looking at like emotional self-regulation, if you are employed, 
and um, you think that your boss is a jerk and you let them know that and your goal is to get a promotion and instead you're actually shown the door because it's, you got yourself fired because you mouthed off to your boss, right? Yeah, that yeah. ability to, to take, a, take a deep breath when you're in that, yeah. that space of like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. Well, I, um, <clears throat> I haven't shared this yet on the podcast, but by the time people listen to this episode, they will know. Um, I, uh, just, um, got diagnosed with ADHD, which I am so, happy about because it has answered everything. And I'm sure mm. this is the story that you've heard from so many people. Um, and all of that has over the past few weeks when I've been thinking about it and I feel like I am calming my, mm. I'm like giving myself a hug, my past self I love that. <laughs> and like, you know, it just, and, and so, and, and, um, that whole shame piece and the whole inner narrative really comes up a lot for people with ADHD or for people just who are struggling with anything really, because there's this sort of, um, uh, this message that we receive from society that we're supposed to be just like amazingly successful at everything all the time. And you have to like, especially as a mom, like you're supposed to do all these things plus, like have a really beautiful Instagram feed and be like selling cookies on the side or whatever. And make it all and, look easy, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just not easy for anybody. And if you're additionally, you know, dealing with um, executive function challenges if because of any diagnosis, and it just makes everything a lot harder. Yeah. So, yeah. So being able to, being able to talk about it and to, and to, um, address it in a really safe and and um encouraging and warm way is is really wonderful so i'm, I'm really glad you're able to provide that for to your to your coaching groups that's great. you know it's so it's so interesting first of all congratulations on the, the thanks thank you um, and you know and it's so <laughs> interesting too because so many people have such a wide variety of responses to yeah to that diagnosis yeah. Yeah. um and it's 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 really kind of striking, like how many people I've I've spoken with uh, throughout the years who like, who've been professionals in the ADHD space, didn't think they had ADHD going in, yeah. and then like years and years later realize, oh, I actually do, and it's so funny because I have always like was like just thought that was a really like huh like what 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 would that be like to experience that, and and I say that because right now and I have not got an official diagnosis, uh, but I did recently take an online evaluation for autism, oh. and, it, and it had it highly. It, what I didn't mention is that part of my clinical practice before I closed my clinical practice was specializing in autism. Oh, okay. And so you know, and, and my I have a, a eleven year old uh, son who is, has autism and ADHD. Okay. So, get, okay. so it's like, you know, I used to speak and present on the stuff, and yeah. you know, in part of and I was. I was mentioning at the top of the uh, the show about like how you know leadership has been serving me some humble pie, and because part of it is like some of the social stuff that I think I've been misreading, and I'm like, That's oh so man, right? And so like I'm always someone who's always trying to do better, and it's like if, and so when I'm sort of seeing a certain pattern, I'm like, okay, like uh -huh. this is something other than like this than ADHD, like because I'm yeah. and I really try to cultivate a culture of feedback uh, in mm -hmm. in my community. Um, with my team and um, yeah, I've gotten some, a little of some hard to hear <laughs> feedback, but like, thank goodness that some of my, my team has yes. felt safe to, yes, to share that, right. you know, yeah. um, you know, it's sort of that, that uh, I'm, 
the only way I can sort of think about it is being like the the realization that maybe sometimes coming off as an accidental a hole, <laughs> right? And I'm just like, oh my god, like I'm so oh. sorry. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm, you know, it's it's been very humbling uh, yeah, very recently. Yeah. It's something I'm still kind of yeah. working through. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like yeah, when we gain that self awareness, mm. that that like entry into a new space of awareness, yeah. it hurts. Yeah. Like it hurts. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. You know. But I, you know, from the time I got diagnosed when I was, you know, 20 years old, um, I've been like on this, this sort of mission to keep uncovering blind spots mm, because mm-hmm. it's like, and, and just understanding the concept that we all have blind spots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And knowing that, you know, it's sort of like the idea of like, so if someone is not self-aware, how do they know? Yeah, I felt, um, and I don't, maybe you feel this, it's almost freeing. Um, I, as soon as she told me, you know, the results, I just felt this like huge, oh, mm. okay, now I get it. And like you said, you're discovering things over the time. I have also been discovering things and it's like, oh, that's why that happened. That's why I did that. And then I'm able to release myself of that burden of shame that I have been carrying for feeling so bad about that thing, whatever it was. It's kind of been like Christmas the past few weeks of just like opening up oh, all yes, these I things. That. So I, I hope that. you um, experience the same thing with your, or maybe you already are with that. I'll, I think I'll get there. I, I'll, yeah. you know, it's, it's definitely a, uh, it's like, ha, huh, it's definitely it's been a little bit of a, it's like a, I don't know. It's not like shocking, but it's, mm. it's, I don't know. It's like, yeah. well, it's just humbling. That's what it's, it's, yeah. it's the only word I can describe to describe yeah. it right now is like, yeah. it feels yeah. very, very humbling. Um, and just interesting, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, if we are on, if we have that growth mindset and yeah. we are open to, mm-hmm. you know, feedback, you know, it's, I always tell people, I hope you don't think that, like, the growth journey is a fun one. Um, oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Because, man, this is hard. This is really, yeah. like, like, I want to take a time out for a little while. Yeah, it's like, right. Man. But I tell yeah. you, you know, any time I have had big discoveries uh, about myself, um, it has led to huge growth. And so, oh, like, yeah. so I've always been open to trying to find those blind spots, even though I know it's going to suck emotionally for a while. Um, it has never, I've never not been grateful um, in, yeah. in hindsight yeah. for those discoveries. And I see that a lot in my clients too. And I work with a lot of college kids and a lot. And what I've noticed is that a lot of them are still learning to be self-aware and they're still discovering aspects of themselves that they didn't know. And, and, and executive function coaching is such a great place to explore that. It's such like a nice, safe, safe place and so many different things that we can kind of test out and figure out. And, and so much of my coaching comes back to asking why, and so much of answering the question why is becoming, is by you have to become self-aware to answer that why. Mm. And it can be really hard. Like you said, it can be really hard to, to admit whatever the why is. And, um, but that is what the key to open the door to allow for that growth and to, to be able to let go of whatever that shame is that you've been carrying around because of that challenge or limitation. Yeah. It's, I, I, mean, I always tell my, my uh, group members, like, if you're not uncomfortable, like, lean in more mm, yeah yeah 
Yeah. You know, it's, you know, you don't, you don't have to be sort of in that state forever. And it doesn't last forever. It's, it, mm-hmm. it's sort of, it's episodic, you know, it's, you go yeah. through periods and then you, you know, at least for me, it's like figuring these things out and then it's spending, you know, years on, on like honing in the skills and the, the pieces around that that I need to. And then it's like, as you develop mastery around different things, then you kind of, the, the process repeats like, oh, new discoveries. Oh, let's yep. go through this again. Yep. Or, oh, I just got, I found mastery, but I'm sliding because of whatever. And now let's discover a new way to get myself back, back in the game and, and to be okay with that. You know, it's funny too, because like one of the things that, that I'm, that I'm actually trying to work on now is being sort of less sarcastic in different interactions with people. Ah, okay. Because um, I mean, I, I, it's funny, I was, I, I was talking to uh, my partner yesterday about this, because uh, she's been kind of helping me through, through some of this. And uh, like when she kind of gave me this feedback about my, my sarcasm and I found myself wanting to hold on to like, like gripping. I'm like, but sorry, I love being, it's funny. It's like, yeah, but not, it's not always received as well as I think you think it is like, yeah. All right. I'm going to sit with that for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. And you know, and it's, it's having that courage to ask others like, Hey, like, has this been your experience? Like, like in our conversations? Um, Yeah. So it's having those, those courageous conversations. I mean, that's really Mm -hmm. what it's, it's about. Yep. And I, um, I don't know if you've experienced this as hosting a podcast, but I, I feel like I experience that every time I listen to a new episode or listen to anything that I've ever recorded. <laughs> I feel like I, I go through that like, oh God, why did I say that? Or why didn't I say it this other way? And then, but then I always go back and say, no, okay, now you have a chance to, to learn from that and to grow mm. from that and to step even more outside your comfort zone and to challenge, maybe challenge what you, how you did something before. And yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it, to me, like I, I love absurdity. Like that's just like absurdity is my sense of humor, right? Which is probably why I like sarcasm. But I just, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm learning to be more careful about that. <laughs> but like when I think about just like brains are funny, brains are funny. Oh, yeah. Like they're they're glitchy and they are f- like, you know, if we can instead of being so hard on ourselves, like why can't I do this? Like you know, I we were talking before I hit record. Like I I love playing pickleball. I cannot remember the score during the game for the life oh, of no. me. For me the neither. life of me. Oh, it is like, like, I feel like I need to be in like one of those like baseball pitch counters and just like keep, hold it in my other hand. But then you'd have to it, remember to use it. True story. <laughs> you know, and I always feel really at home when everybody else I'm playing with also can't remember the score. I'm just like, and then it'll be like, well, what's your excuse? Because, you know, I'm, I'm sometimes okay. more of the, one of the younger ones there. Um, okay. And it's like, yeah, um, it's called ADHD. And, yeah, um, it's not my yeah, age. Like, yeah. Oh, man. It's it's yeah. funny. Like, I'll, I'll I'll say the score in my head over and over again. And then like one for one moment, I'm thinking about something else. And I forgot the score. It's gone. <laughs> Oh my God, I feel you. I just like relate to that so much. I, I started I started playing tennis in this um, a year ago with, with my sister, who's actually quite good at um, keeping track of the score. And I'm always like, I think I just need to play with her all the time. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm like, all right, I got it. And uh, I don't, I actually, and I don't even know which side of the court I'm supposed to be on right now. <laughs> well, and, and with tennis was like the funny scoring like right yeah, it's like it, the, yeah it's so weird yeah and then if you play doubles in pickleball it's even weirder because then you have to say like if you're serving first or second right well it's actually i i typically only play doubles i love like i don't oh, i don't yeah. like playing singles um i mean it's a it's an amazing workout to play singles because it's like oh my gosh you have to be everywhere 
Um, but I just, yeah, I, I like doubles. I don't know. It's, but you're right. Cause you have to say which, which, uh, which serve it is. If it's first or yeah. second serve. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Too confusing for me. We just play, we just hit the ball around and be like, yeah, we both won <laughs> or we all win. Yeah. Everyone's a winner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh what were we talking about right before that speaking of forgetting things <laughs> um, um brains are funny brains um, brains yes i love the brain and i love helping people understand um why they do what they do because of their brains and helping people learn strategies that can help them use their brains to their advantage instead of being sort of taken over by their brains. So like a lot of that emotional regulation is a huge part of my coaching. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I love just learning about it and teaching people about it. You know, within that, that, um, frame, there's this idea that I, that I talk about with my groups that, um, you know, if, if you're wanting to be successful and you have ADHD, you have to learn how to bend the world to you mm. because like the world's not bending the other way. Mm -hmm. Like the world's not reaching out to say, Hey, how can I accommodate you? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah, we get all this paperwork. It's really hard. Like it's like planning this, you got to write this paper and it's, you know, your teacher tells you about it, you know, in the, the first day of class and never mentions it again. Like, right. So we have to develop these strategies to really uh, scaffold the, the things that we need around us. Um, and be, being okay with that too. And that's such an important, and I think for a lot of people, a really hard thing because, yeah. you know, I always tell people, I am, we are not trying to get you to learn how to be normal. Like that is not our goal. Uh, uh -uh. Right. Like yeah, that is like, that. it is actually our that. goal to, to make sure that that is like, we don't want that to be your goal. Cause that is like, that will be a goal that you'll, you're not going to achieve. Yeah. And we want to preserve your uniqueness, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, so whatever, like whatever you need, like you just got to figure out how to, you know, how to advocate for it, how to ask for it. Um, you know, when something that kind of informs a lot of the work that I do and even my, my personal life was based on some work that I did uh, when I was in grad school. Um, and so it was um, around my dissertation and it was looking at um, what does it take for students with invisible disabilities and ADHD, learning disabilities, dyslexia, et cetera, um, to be successful uh, in, in adulthood. Right? And what they found is that it is not the diagnosis that is preventing people from having the same sort of uh, measures of success, you know, compared to, to their, their peers. It's if they have high levels of self-awareness, mm -hmm. if they have self-determination and mm -hmm. good self-advocacy skills, mm -hmm. like if you look just at the, the sort of the outcome measures, whether it's income, educational attainment, um, just overall life satisfaction, you got those three things when you have, you know, ADHD or something like it, right? You're going to do just as well. Like, that doesn't mean that things aren't going to be sometimes harder. Like, they will be, right? Yeah. But, like, you got to be willing to do this stuff and make sure that you love what you're doing. Because, like, that's another mm -hmm. thing, our ADHD. It's like, we don't yeah. really have that, 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 you know, the luxury of doing work that we don't love. Right. Yes. Yes. It's very hard to keep that going. <laughs> Right, right. Like, you yeah. can do it for a little while, but yeah. it's, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So much of that, um, that those those aspects that you named are part of figuring out, or you it's it's you can find those when you have that 
opportunity to learn about yourself and ask those questions and discover the different aspects of you that, yeah, they don't fit into this system of the world that is out there. And that, but then, like you said, that's okay. So let's figure out how we can um, just, just embrace that and use it as a, as a benefit and use it as a, you know, something that can take you to places that you might not go if you're more of a linear thinker or if you are more of like a, a round peg in a round hole. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, it managing life when you have ADHD requires coming up with a thousand and one little strategies. Like it really is. It's, and, and it's this idea of living a strategy based life, right? It's like when we recognize, okay, I'm struggling with that. All right. What, what could I do? All right, that didn't work. What else could I do? All right, that worked for like two weeks. That's not working anymore. What else can I try? Right? It's yeah. and if we can stay open to to you know just being curious of what works, mm-hmm. what's getting in the way, yeah. um, we'll get there. I mean, it's I think yeah. one of the things that I think is helpful for us to remember with ADHD is that you know we want progress yesterday. Mm. <laughs> you know, and it's like you stick with it. Like you look back and and series of years, and you'll see the growth. But yeah. if you're just like in the moment, like week to week, no. it can be really hard to see yeah. the growth. And if you're really doing the work, it yeah. can actually sometimes feel like you're doing worse when yes. you're actually doing better. And that's <laughs> right. that's called the self-awareness. That is like yes. a growing self-awareness makes us feel like we're doing worse, even yes. though we're not. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, something, uh, how you mentioned the strategy-based life. I remember when I told my colleague, who's also the, um, the editor and producer of our podcast, Sean, who also has ADHD, was diagnosed when he was 12. Um, he said to me, I'm so surprised um, to hear that you have ADHD. And I, and he said, you have such good executive function skills. And that, and I said, I think it's because I am exhausted from using strategies all the time, like all the time. I keep my shit together for the most part because I am constantly using strategies, which is frankly, completely exhausting. And 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 so often I find myself or have found myself saying, why can't I just do this without fill in the blank? And, yeah. and now I can say, it's okay. <laughs> At least you're doing it with that thing. You're not just like not doing it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and one of the, the things too is, is like find these strategies, but then you got to adopt them or adapt them for you to make them work for you. Yeah. You know, like in our, in our groups, we, you know, we have a lot, a lot of these frameworks, but we really try to explain this as like, think about everything we're, we're sharing as sort of this it's, it's it's a sandbox for you right like play with it make it your own like mm-hmm. we have this this worksheet for planning like you don't like the way that's laid out like recreate yeah. it for yourself so it like resonates with your brain like yes. break what we're doing yes. and, like, and if and if we're telling you something that is like different than what you do and what you do is currently working ignore what we're telling you like yes. don't try to fix what's not broken <laughs> yes right it's yes uh, well, this has been so great talking to you and, and, um, and thank you so much. You're actually the first mm. person that I've told outside of my family, um, Aww. that I have ADHD, but, and, and it's not thank because you. of a shame place. It's just because I haven't, um, I haven't really said ADHD episode yet. And so I, um, <clears throat> I'm just kind of saving it for that, but, um, it, it, it's talking about community and, um, and, 
and hearing yourself in someone else's voice. Uh, I experienced the benefit of that today in our conversation. Mm. So um, I am just, like I said before, I'll say it again. I'm so glad that you're creating those spaces for people because I know that it's highly needed. Mm. Well, congratulations. And, and it's, it's, it's super exciting. You know, it's, it's uh, just knowing that we have like a whole, I mean, it just opens up so many like opportunities and things to explore that we can learn about when we have like, oh, this, this is why we're, we're struggling, you know? It's, yeah, it's great. It's really yeah, helpful. Because it really, you know, out of all, out of all the disorders, really, I mean, it's, I think ADHD is one of the most manageable, mm. right? But it could also be one of the biggest, you know, pains in the butt if you're not managing it, right? Because yeah. it, it, yeah. it will remind you on a regular basis you have ADHD if you're not like paying attention to it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I tell people that we, we don't have the luxury to do life on autopilot. Like mm-hmm. we will crash and burn if we think yeah. we can do life mm-hmm. on autopilot. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm so glad there's that the stigma around um, being neurodivergent is really um, starting to break down and that more people are having these really important yeah. conversations. And I'm so glad that you have so many listeners and I hope I start to have more listeners because these conversations, people need to hear them. They need to get that yes. validation that it's okay to struggle and there are there are options there are yeah. questions that you can ask and answers that you can find you don't need to struggle alone you know yeah 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 mm. um so could you share your contact information and where people can you find bet. you because i'm sure people are going to be really curious about learning more yeah uh best best place to uh to reach me would be at my website which is adhdrewired.com um if since you are listening to this, you do listen to the podcast. So you can also use whatever podcast app you're listening to and search for ADHD Rewired. Um, and, you know, when we have our coaching groups, um, you know, our, I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but we have, we do them a couple times a, a year. Um, and, the, and they're intense. If you're looking for, like, if you're someone who does well with almost like that boot camp style of like, all right, I'm going to full immersion. Like, it's, you know, it's like a six to almost up, sometimes up to 10 hours a week. We do three sessions a week. Wow. Um, you have a, a, a four-person accountability team that you meet with twice a week or you do kind of masterminds with um and then all the other stuff that we have available in our alumni community um so it's it's really designed to to not just help you learn some skills but to really um it's about you know the shame resilience it's about getting self-awareness and then you know having a safe space to practice learning skills I love that. And I have to put a plug in for your podcast. It's great. It's um, I love I listened to a bunch of the episodes and and they're long, but the conversations are so interesting and and so relatable. And I love how many what a variety of topics you have. There's kind of something for everybody in there. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you for doing the work that you are doing. This is wonderful. Um, and thanks Take for care. letting me be on the other side of the mic. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And I look forward to being on the other side of the mic with you as well. Looking forward later to Later on in uh, the year. We're at, whenever that's on the calendar. Whatever. Like, neither I don't of remember. us are looking at it right now, so we have no idea when. We have no idea, but it's but happening. It happen. We know that. Yes. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> well, Hannah, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. Take care. You too. And that is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. And if you know anyone who might relate to any of it, please share this episode with them. I hope we get to see you at the ADHD conference in Baltimore. If you go, stop by our booth, number 112, in the exhibit hall and say hi.
Until then, you can reach out to me at podcast at beyondbooksmart.com. Please subscribe to Focus Forward on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can give us a boost by giving us a five-star rating. We'll love you for it. Sign up for our newsletter at beyondbooksmart.com slash podcast, and we'll let you know when new episodes drop, and we will share information related to the topic. Thanks for listening.